Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast, Crucial Conversation. Jamal, I had a good day today, man. Really? Yeah. Ask me why. I was about to ask you why. Why did you have a good day? <laughs> so we're, we're doing this companion course for Innovate Within, and the companion course was really trying to get kids that don't really have access to innovation classes or entrepreneurship classes. We see a huge fall off. Like some of the kids that are doing really well at this either have a course at their school or they have a parent. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, some of the students that were like, I'm being really cliche, but we'd get a kid that would say, I'm going to start a food truck. Mm-hmm. You're like, awesome. What are your startup costs? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. What's the market like for food trucks in your area? I don't know. And so like getting them some of the terminology and getting them to understand what market validation is. And, and then quite frankly, are you solving a problem? Like, I, I don't right. like it when people try to start a business in, in, in search of a problem, you start off with a problem and you create solutions. Mm. So one of the things we want to talk about, believe it or not, and I want to get your feedback on this is mm-hmm. should high school students know what bootstrapping is, what venture capital is and what an angel investor is. Mm. I know what one of those things are in, I guess, say in detail, in more detail, but you got to break one? it down. Gotta, Which one? <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> oh, man, you're making me show my age. Bootstrap, um, bootstrap or venture? Nah, venture. venture. Okay. Um, so the bootstrap and the angel investor, break yeah. that down. And we'll break them all down just, well, just for I, the people who may be like me listening. <laughs> one, <laughs> one, I, 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 I think that it's important that our students do know what this is in, in high school. And what okay. I enjoyed is, is that the, the one person I interviewed today for the course, uh, he worked for a venture capital uh, firm. Uh-huh. And uh, he broke down. The, the, the thing I love is, first of all, bootstrapping is pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, right? Okay. That is, I want to start a business and you're like, and I'm going to rub two nickels together and I'm going to call in favors and I'm going to work for free. Or, 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 you know, I'm not going to pay myself until this thing pays itself off. Okay. Um, but you're, but like in some cases, that's being an intrapreneur. So say okay. that you had a decent nine to five job and you're like, you kind of create this on your own time. Uh-huh. That's bootstrapping. Okay. That's bootstrapping. Okay. Okay. What I liked is he says, even within bootstrapping though, he mm-hmm. said, um, make sure that your, that your problem can be solved in the simplest way. He says, we hear a lot of people you know, make this pitch of, Hey, I need to build this app and it's going to cost $50,000, but I'm going to solve this problem. And he says, could your problem be solved also without the app or -hmm. without the $50,000? And I really love that because that is kind of all with this competition now. Like, do you see a problem? Awesome. What's your solution? And do you have to, and do you have to spend that kind of money? Right. Um, you can get something done through a service or, or an event. And so okay. I really like the guy brought it up. He's like, you know, what is yeah. another kind of term? What is your MVP? What is your minimum viable product? Right. And, and so then, could you demonstrate that? Right. So then what's, what is, what are the other two? So bootstrapping, you said, uh, so I, be, before, I, right. Before I get to angel, I, I like this cause he transitioned angel to the last. He uh-huh. says, and then on the other hand, bootstrapping is you have no cash and you can make it on your own. You can grow it on your own. Right. Venture is sometimes called vulture capitalism. Yeah. Because venture is somebody else is going to put up the money. And it's usually a lot of money. 
And these are people that they want to see a good rate of return back on their money. He said, Mm -hmm. so just know this, when you, when you want to take money from venture, you don't own all the company anymore. Right. And he Mm -hmm. says, you're going to take orders and you may not be the boss anymore. Right. And I really thought that was important because in a lot of ways, I think a lot of kids are like a lot of the students have watched shark tank and Mm -hmm. they've seen Mr. Wonderful and Mark and, you know, and, and, uh, gosh, I forget the other, the, the uh, Terry anyway. Um, you know, they, Barbara, they say, well, I want to own 51% of your company. And then they file, I think 35%. And And he says, Hey, that's, that's real. He says, they're willing to put up the risk and the money, but they want to see a, this is not somebody that's going to be nice. Right. An angel, right. Angel is somewhere in between. And I really liked it because he's like an angel is somebody that may not be a venture capital, but it may be an individual person. And he says a lot of time, this may be your rich uncle. And he says, Mm. ironically enough, he's like, it's usually not good to get family members involved because then it gets really ugly. Uh, But he said an angel might be a little bit more tolerant, Mm -hmm. uh, might not be a group of people, but one. And it's normally not at the level of money that a venture would throw at it. But what I also appreciated is he says, but don't get the idea that an angel has a halo and will forgive you of all of your sins. <laughs> right. Because, they still because, want to, Yeah. Right. What's the old saying? Satan, Satan is a fallen angel. Yeah. Well, they want their money. <laughs> yeah. you know, even angels want to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> angels want to get paid. And so he's like, that is maybe the biggest misconception is that angels right. are like, oh, you, you lost all of our money. Well, good for you. You learned. Right. And in that answer was like, and that's why we have these things in high school. Hmm. I am proud of the fact that I, and, and, and this is why I want to talk to you about this. And I, I, I had yeah. that, that aha moment of like, is innovate within real. It is usually for our top three teams. Yeah. It honestly is. Mm-hmm. Is it a simulation for 80% of our students? Yeah. Maybe even 85%. Mm-hmm. It's a simulation that is, it's, it's a real pitch and that they might be able to do it and it might cost $2,000. Right. Matter of fact, right. we're trying to get away. And this is where I got snarky. One time I told my team, I'm like, I want to start letting the kids know that we don't want any more lightsabers. And by that, I mean, <laughs> and I'm being really facetious, but we'd get a student that would be like, hey, I'm going to invent a lightsaber that when it stabs you, it cures cancer cells. Yep. And because like, <laughs> like, because there's no way you can build it, and there's no way you have that kind of money to build right. a lightsaber. And so right. I like the fact that this is not really a simulation; it is real, and it's real for the upper echelon kids. But even if you just want to dip your toe, I'm happy if a student walks out of this going, "Okay, on the way to school today, I noticed this problem. I identified a solution." Right. I identified how to possibly build a team around this because I don't have all the answers. And I have a, mm-hmm. some idea of how much it's going to cost to build right. this solution. It, so, yeah. Go yep. Ahead. So I, I, I absolutely agree and disagree mm. that these things should be taught in school. I don't think that the, the concept, well, I, I don't really think that, um, so when you, when you look at bootstrapping, you look at 
what a venture capitalist is and the angel investor. Um, I really, I really believe that in the grand scheme of things, that the skills associated with bootstrapping should be emphatically taught in schools. The skills associated with the skills associated with understanding what a venture capitalist is and, and the difference between an angel investor is because those things apply in the realm of life. Teaching it specifically for the realm of the entrepreneur is I, I think I think it stifles the 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 greatness that could potentially explode in a child's life. I'm using big words because I'm excited about it. But but you have to you have to look at like even if I'm not an entrepreneur per se, um, mm-hmm. or I don't want to build a lightsaber. Let's say I just want to go and be. Let's say I want to go work at Publix and eventually own a Publix. Yep. Let's say I want to go to McDonald's and and I'm, my my goal at McDonald's is to eventually own a McDonald's. Um, and my level of schooling doesn't have to be all that intense to actually go get uh, OJT at that McDonald's, I need to understand those terms and I need to under, like, I need to have the principles of bootstrapping. I need to understand like all of those complexities that go with bootstrapping. I need to know the difference between at any phase of my life, um, whether or not someone is, someone is an angel investor in my life or someone is a venture capitalist because those, those two energies or those two kinds of people exist in every realm. There are some people who employ some bosses that'll just be like, hey, um, that, that are just completely just venture capitalists. You do this service for me. And if you can't perform, then you're out. Even though I hired you, you're out. So I, I, I really need you to understand that this is the dynamic of this relationship. And if, and if students understood that holistically and understood the transferable skills and the importance behind the transferable skills that are there, then yes, we should teach it in school. But if we just teach it from a standpoint of like, hey, this is, you know, entrepreneur and only entrepreneurship, then I think we do our students a disservice. And I really think that those concepts should be taught from a lot of different angles, um, especially from the um, emotional intelligence side. Um, I'll say this. And then, and then, and then I'll, I'll give you the mic back. Charles Schwab, I, when I read about him, uh, he was the first guy um, to earn a million dollar salary, not because he was the, the, the greatest at his job at the time. I believe he worked in a factory or something, but it was because of the way he operated with people. So understanding the different kinds of people and how... Um, they should work together is just as important as having, or if not, if not more important than having the skills to bootstrap, um, work with a venture capitalist and uh, work with an angel investor. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you said with an asterisk um, <laughs> in the sense that like, I agree bootstrapping is yeah. like essentially what this has become is it's, it's a problem. Like entrepreneurship is problem yeah. solving. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But us wanting to make sure they understand what an angel and venture was is almost kind of a cautionary tale. Right. Like, I, like I, I don't expect any, any student in this competition to look for venture funding, not for another two to five years. But I right. certainly want them to know about it now. And in some right. cases, oh, 
And in some cases, we, I'm not going to, in some cases, we had one team that it was predatory and they were starting to get some offers. And I'm like, hey, stay away from my, stay away from my kids. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I mean, but that, that is, so it's good for them to know because I, I, I don't, for the record, yeah, man, I don't want them to take venture funding for a while. And quite frankly, at their age, because this last year's winning team, they had a lot of scholarships and things like, hey, you guys are awesome. Can we help you? And, and I think right. that it, I think it'd be a fool's errand to try to rip off a 17 or 18 year old. But could it happen? Of course. So, yeah, the, the focus wasn't necessarily to say I'm going to coach you up on getting venture as opposed to here's the whole here's the realities of venture and angel. Yep. Yep. But with a preference on. And, and that's why I love this guy that was talking to us. He's like, yeah, man, bootstrap. But even in your bootstrap, don't try to invent a lot of reasons to like spend a lot of money. Like what yeah. is your solution and what is the easiest way you can make that solution and build a prototype or build a model off that? Not just like I need to build a $50,000 app. And that's what just made me happy when he said that. Cause I, cause I agree with you. There, there is kind of a, um, there's an obligation to not necessarily open up the floodgates and say, Hey, you know, cause there's another saying the vulture capitalists are like, Hey, vultures have at my naive 18 year old who will right. sign a deal and doesn't know what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, practically saying this is what it is and this is what you can expect. It's, it's just, I, I definitely agree. It's, it's the, it's the levels and the perspective that those students need i'd imagine probably the hardest class if you if you can picture this with me hardest class anybody would take probably be bootstrapping one-on-one <laughs> um the second hardest class would probably be venture capitalists um dealing with someone else's money and then you know your, your angel investor classes um imagine if imagine if you were given 500 bucks and said well you have to by the end of this course you got to take this 500 bucks <coughs> and make it 2000 yeah you got to flip this money um and you have to come up with this and just just those criteria um you know i've actually seen I, that happen at the elementary school level i'm trying to remember who did it but somebody basically worked with i forget how many students and he gave them all ten dollars and said here's your investment money it's not up to you it's not up to me to tell you how you scale this but who's going to scale it some kids right. like and you've seen this some kids went yep. and bought now laters and gum and made yep. money that way. Some kids yep. bought and resold, you know, colorful shoe, shoelaces. I, I, I do. And I, I guess some people are like, well, you're turning them into cold hard capitalists. No, you're giving them a problem. Right. And they're, and they're listening to people going, or heck, this boy, it's hot out today. I've got some cold Kansas Sprite. Yep. <laughs> I, I do. I do love that kind of stuff because at the heart of it, uh, this is problem solving, listening to people's problems and saying, I've got, I've got a solution for you. You know, my coach used to, used to say this and I hear it different in my mind. Now he used to say the reward goes to the risk taker. Yeah. Um, but, but what I, but what I really feel that that means in, in the context of today is the reward goes to the problem solver. Um, there's always going to be a premium for people who are able to solve complex and simple problems yeah the the better you are at solving complex problems the easier your life will be and you will always there will always be a market for you so yep. if people if kids are learning that yeah that it, then they're going to be fine our future is going to be great 
Ironically enough, uh, the world also punishes risk takers. I mean, like, like yeah. high risk. I, I was thinking of like, I was just thinking of your boy there in town of last year, Jameis Winston, when he was on, he was on and he took some 30 risky, 30. and and he was taking some risky throws. And when they worked guys, a genius. And when he yep. threw the interceptions, it he the worst. So uh, it, it's funny how life works like that. And uh, like Elon Musk, I mean, some of these people are like, uh-huh. you're crazy if you think that people are going to do that. And so sometimes you get more, it's, it's quarterbacks, man. Quarterbacks, yep. they get all the glory, but they also get thrown under the bus faster than they Right. But then, but then you have to also look at the Jameis Winston, you know, I say the tale of caution and realize that the, the guy is still, the guy still has a multi-million dollar contract. It might not be like over two million, but like he has a great contract with with a winning team still, yep. um, and uh, and he's in contention to be the solution to a potential problem that the Saints are going to have. Um, he went to a, a great situation, so and 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 he got his eyes fixed, so he he may be um, throwing some touchdown passes. I say that to say, even even in failure or what the world may perceive as failure when you are taking risk, um, you, you still end up in a place that's a lot further along than some people. Yeah. Then if you hadn't tried to take those risks and solve those problems, could you, I mean, you, you think about if Elon Musk is having a bad day today because he didn't, you know, whatever it is, but we're looking at Elon Musk. You had a bad day today. Let's say Elon lost 10 million today. Yeah. Do you really feel sorry for the guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, nah, I don't really feel sorry for him. Like, man, hey, man, I don't know what it feels like to lose ten million, right? But uh, I don't know what it feels like to make two hundred million. Yeah, yep. You know what? Uh, the nice thing for um, Jameson is, you know what? The, you know what they really have a lot of in in New Orleans? Uh, W's crab legs. <laughs> i had to i just ruined the episode just by being yeah. narky oh good for him oh, man they serve he's a lot still of crab eating legs. W's. He's he is w's, man. he's eating a lot he of is. w's and not that i want to go down as sports because we don't this isn't a sports talk show but every now and then because i just remember two years ago was it three years ago man this carson wentz guy he's gonna Oh, it's a shame that Carson Wentz isn't going to play in the Super Bowl. He would have won the Super Bowl. Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl. Right. Does 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 Carson does he get to flex on the ring? Yes. He's got a ring. Yes. Did, he does. Do, okay. So I'm going to say Jamal Crook plays and you're the quarterback and do you do you polish up that ring and show people your Super Bowl ring when you didn't yep. play? Yeah, I mean, oh, you yeah, got absolutely. You got it. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. So, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The re- there's a reason why everybody on the team gets a ring, from the equipment manager all the way to you. You think about the the, the guy who snaps the photos for the team. If if the, he's a part of the team, he gets a ring. In the case of Carson Wentz, and we, we're here now, so I'm just going to address it. And, 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 and I really feel like this is a, a, life, a, a life lesson. So just bear with me thematically here. You have a guy who during that year, he took, um, 
he, he was the starting quarterback until he got injured. I believe he won about 13 games um, and put them in position to be pro- appropriately seated. The teams that they played, because of the work that he put in, put Nick Foles in a position, who was his backup quarterback, um, who, who worked tirelessly um, to make sure that he was always prepared behind Carson Wentz to carry the team um, through, through the playoffs. Because of the work that uh, Carson Wentz did, Nick Foles was able to come in. But it, was, it wasn't just like a Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, like who gets the glory for the Super Bowl. Yeah, Nick Foles threw, you know, the, the, the Philly special and all that stuff, and they, they, they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But if you look at it, that defense played well. Nick Foles was a yeah. part of uh, an extremely great team. And I, and I say that to say this, nothing of significance can be accomplished by one person. It takes a team to do anything of significance. And that year, that team, as, up, as, as many things that happened from losing a starting quarterback to having a really great backup quarterback to you know having Kevin Hart try to walk onto the field <laughs> drunk after the game, like they they overcame a lot that season as a team, and yeah, I'm dusting off my Super Bowl ring because I last I checked, he went to those practices, he put that work in. It wasn't what we saw in that one game was a culmination of everything they had did even the year before to that point through the summer, through through the winter, and then we get to the February Super Bowl, and um, yeah, so I'm dusting off that ring. I don't, all right. Says the guy who played football to a guy that never played it down. So other than outdoor backyard, I'll take your word for it. I totally agree for the record. All right, man. Good episode. I, uh, I like your feedback on the uh, bootstrapping and uh, the angel and, and venture. So appreciate it. Like always, guys, we try to do these as often as we can. We love it when you recommend us. We love it when you reach out to us. Uh, we'll, we had a tremendous uh tremendous spike uh when we had on a guest and we will go out of our way to find some more guests both jamal and i have been slammed and scheduling guests has been quite difficult so we'll make sure we get to that other than that jamal crook who understands football with don wetrick who doesn't really we wish you a good day and remind you there's opportunities everywhere crab legs